0: And welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Beatrix Gemma. Here's your business news breaking for August 15. The settlement closes the chapter on the last investigation by a Justice Department task force on the role financial firms played in the collapse of the housing market in 2008. The Swiss banking giant UBS agreed on Monday to pay $1.4 billion to settle U.S. Claims that it misrepresented bonds backed by mortgages sold in the years leading up to the 2008 financial crisis, a sign that the legacy of the turmoil that engulfed the global financial system continues to haunt Wall Street. The settlement with UBS is the last action brought by a Justice Department task force that was set up in 2012, during the Obama administration. It investigated the role of big banks and other financial firms in selling flawed and predatory mortgage products that contributed to the collapse of the U.S. housing market, federal prosecutors in Brooklyn said in a news release. The substantial civil penalty in this case serves as a warning to other players in the financial markets who seek to unlawfully profit through fraud that we will hold them accountable no matter how long it takes, said Breon Peace, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. UBS said in a statement on its website that it had reached the settlement with federal prosecutors to resolve a legacy matter, adding that the money had already been accounted for in previous financial statements. In settling with UBS U.S. prosecutors agreed to dismiss a lawsuit it filed against the bank in 2018. The agreement brings the total fines and penalties collected by the government task force to more than 36 billion dollars some of that money has gone to providing mortgage relief to homeowners hurt by the financial crisis in the crisis which began to abate in 2012 banks foreclosed on more than 6 million mortgages and millions of other homeowners saw the value of their homes plummet for years At its peak, the Justice Department task force had more than 200 lawyers working for it. The group also relied on personnel from a number of federal housing agencies, the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Regarding UBS, federal prosecutors said the bank defrauded bond investors who had sunk money into 40 so-called residential mortgage-backed securities that UBS had sold in 2006 and 2007. The lawsuit filed by prosecutors claimed UBS knowingly made false and misleading statements to investors about the quality of the mortgages that were packaged into those bonds. The bonds sold by UBS eventually lost most of their value when the housing market crashed and homeowners were not able to keep up with their mortgage payments.
1: Reporting live from our newsroom, I'm Arthur Brooks. CNN which has battled sagging ratings this year, on Monday unveiled a substantial remaking of its morning and evening programming. The overhaul is part of an attempt by new leaders at CNN to stabilize the network, which has been buffeted by turmoil. The company's former chairman, Chris Licht, departed in June after just over a year in the job, during which newsroom morale and profits fell. Abby Phillip, a senior political correspondent and anchor of Inside Politics Sunday, will be the new host of the network's 10pm hour on weekdays. Laura Coates, an anchor and chief legal analyst at CNN, will host the network's 11pm hour. CNN's primetime programming has been in flux since Chris Cuomo, its star anchor, was fired in late 2021 amid an inquiry into whether he aided his brother, former Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. Last year, Mr Licht moved another primetime host, Don Lemon, to The Morning, an ill-fated decision that culminated in the host's ouster in April. In May, CNN named Caitlin Collins, its former White House correspondent, as host of its 9 p.m. hour, replacing Mr. Cuomo. CNN's morning show, which has been anchored solo by Poppy Harlow for several months, is getting a new permanent anchor, Phil Mattingly, CNN's chief White House correspondent. Early Start, which airs at 5 a.m., will be anchored by Cassie Hunt, CNN's chief national affairs analyst. Ms. Hunt was previously anchor of Way Too Early, a morning show on MSNBC. The new programming lineup is the most significant decision to date made by the four executives who took over leadership of CNN after Mr. Licht left. David Zaslav, the chief executive of CNN parent Warner Brothers Discovery, said in a meeting announcing Mr. Licht's departure in June that the company would run a search to find his replacement. No permanent successor has been announced. In his place, the network is being run by Amy Entelli's Executive Vice President for Talent and Content Development, David Levy, the network's Chief Operating Officer, Virginia Mosley, CNN's Executive Vice President of Editorial, and Eric Shirling, Executive Vice President of U.S. Programming. With its programming lineup solidified, CNN will now turn to other matters, Including sorting out its plans for video streaming, a person with knowledge of the network's plans said. The company is grappling with a significant budget shortfall this year, according to another person with knowledge of internal talks and the company's finances. Both people spoke on condition of anonymity because the network's plans were private. CNN has struggled to turn around its ratings this year as it has dealt with Mr. Licht's rocky tenure. In July, the network lagged behind longtime ratings leader Fox News and MSNBC, its chief cable news rivals, in total viewership, according to Nielsen. Some of the moves announced Monday had been contemplated under Mr. Licht. CNN had already zeroed in on Mr. Mattingly to serve as co-host of CNN This Morning, and he has made appearances on the show for months. Network executives had considered Ms. Hunt as a candidate for the 5am slot, according to one of the people with knowledge of their deliberations. CNN announced earlier this year that Ms. Coates would focus solely on the 11pm slot before pulling back on that decision. But other programming changes announced Monday were not contemplated under Mr Licht's leadership, including new shows hosted by Christiane Amanpour, CNN's chief international anchor, and Pamela Brown, CNN's chief investigative correspondent. One of the people with knowledge of the internal discussions at the network said CNN's new leaders reset their programming strategy after Mr Licht's departure, running a process that included research and testing. CNN has been trying to increase the diversity of its on air talent. The network is adding two black journalists, Ms. Philip and Ms. Coates, to its evening lineup. And it has made Victor Blackwell the anchor of its 8 a.m. hour on Saturday and is promoting Manu Raju to anchor of Inside Politics. But the absence of Mr. Lemon means that the network's flagship morning program will be without a journalist of color cnn's weekend lineup is also being reorganized chris wallace the former host of fox news sunday who joined cnn to start a show on a streaming service cnn plus that was shut in the early days of mr licht's tenure will anchor the network's 10 am hour on saturday christian almanpaul cnn's chief international correspondent will anchor the 11 am hour they will be preceded by Mr. Blackwell at 8 a.m. and Michael Smokonish at 9 a.m.
2: On the afternoon of January 7, 2018, Michael Turpin was in Las Vegas for a crypto conference when he got an alert that his email password had been changed. Turpin felt sick. He hadn't reset his password. He soon realized he was the victim of a so-called SIM swapping hack. Turpin says that during that hour and a half, it took an AT&T customer service representative to deal with the breach. The hackers gained access to his crypto wallets. At the time, what they found was worth $24 million, and they took it all. Sim swapping is a crude form of digital identity theft. Thieves walk into a cell phone company store and convince an employee to reassign their victim's cell phone number to a new phone? either through lying or, in Turpin's case, bribery. Sometimes they even manage to do it over the phone. With access to the phone number, the thieves can reset their victim's email and social media passwords. The two-factor identity authentication text goes not to the victim, but to the phone number the hackers now control. With the access they gain, the hackers can root around for files that may contain passwords to stuff like crypto wallets, which is exactly what they did with Turpin. Americans reported more than 1,600 SIM swabbing incidents in 2022, totaling more than $68 million in losses, according to the FBI, which is up from the year before. And because the scam exploits the vulnerabilities of service providers, it's also not the sort of thing even a security-conscious person can prevent. In Turpin's case, the hackers were a gang of young gamers. The ringleader was a then 15-year-old named Ellis Pinsky from the rich New York City suburb of Provington. Another conspirator, the then 20-year-old Nick Truglia, helped launder the crypto. Truglia and others allegedly used the proceeds to fund a flashy lifestyle of luxury watches and cars, high-end nightclubs, private jets, and lots of video games. Unfortunately for the hackers, Turpin had the resources, the connections, and the personality required to track them down. And he went after AT&T, his cell phone provider as well. On August 15, 2018, he announced that he was suing the company for $224 million. Turpin, who had made his first fortune in tech PR, made sure to publicize his suit. He soon started getting phone calls to his house from burner phones with people using auto-tune to conceal their voices. One of those calls was from a private jet broker named Chris David, who said he'd help set Nick Truglia up with a $40,000 private jet service, concert tickets, and bottle service tables at Manhattan clubs such as One Oak and Up and Down. There'd been a falling out hence some harsh words over a failed deal to sell a Bentley. David had recorded Truglia bragging about hacking Turpin during a late night video game session, and he sent those tapes to Turpin, Truglia is the only one of the hackers to be convicted for sim-swapping Chirpin. In April of 2023, a judge threw out Chirpin's civil case against AT&T and agreed with the telecommunications provider that it wasn't their responsibility. Chirpin plans to appeal. He, along with prosecutors, lawyers, and other victims of sim-swapping, believe it's an ongoing problem and that people are losing smaller but still significant sums every week through sim-swapping. The problem isn't going away anytime soon. The miners being recruited into sim swapping gangs can escape prosecution. And while passwords can be changed, the human vulnerability to manipulation is harder to address. Even the extra security measures offered by providers may not be enough to protect you. It's a good reminder that even a small part of your phone can be a big vulnerability. uh oh uh, uh.